Hi guys, so today I want to talk about types of men that you absolutely should avoid and not date, not waste your time with. I was thinking about certain episodes that happened in my life the past couple of years. And coincidentally, today, you know, when you're looking at Facebook and you see your Facebook memories, and I saw this memory of exactly a year ago, I wasn't dating this dude, but I was interviewing him for my podcast. He ended up being my client and it ended up screwing me big time. So I want to tell you guys story by story by story. And like I always say, I get asked this question a lot. Are you a dating expert? Are you a sex expert? It's the exact opposite. I'm just a girl that was married for a very long time, trying to navigate this crazy, crazy world of sex, dating, and relationships. And I hope when I put my stories, my experiences out there, you learn something from my mistakes, you, you know, get some message out of it. And we just basically are learning together. So here we go. But before I start um, talking about this subject, unfortunately, it's a super sad day here in LA. I have to talk about what's in the news. I don't know if you guys heard about it. A senseless, 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 absolutely horrific, horrific crime. Uh, a 24-year-old girl was murdered in the middle of the day in a super high-end furniture store. She was doing an internship there, if I'm not wrong. Some homeless guy walked in and killed her. Her name is Brianna Kupfer. And when I heard the news, I was insanely sad because I think most of us don't really think about our mortality. A lot of us make tons and tons and tons of plans for the future. And it just goes to show how fleeting life is. I mean, this girl was freaking 24 years old. She had a million hopes and dreams ahead of her. And it's just absolutely awful, cruel. What a disgusting thing to happen. I mean, I'm really at a loss for words right now. And I'm just heartbroken. And this senseless, senseless wave of crime all over the place. I know California has been in the news a lot lately with reason. I mean, I am in Beverly Hills and I see crime around Beverly Hills all the time. Uh, if you, I don't know if you guys heard of this new app. I kind of love it. It's called Citizen. And you can see everything uh, that's happening in your area you can report crimes and you can participate. But anyways, it's insanely sad and I am really heartbroken. So before I start the podcast, I wanted to say that my heart really goes out to Brianna and her family. And they just caught this guy like a few minutes ago, I think in Pasadena, whatever, he's going to go to jail, he's going to be tried, he's going to be locked up forever. It doesn't bring her back. So it's too little to soon. This guy should never have been out of jail apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently I saw in some news reports that he was out on parole. So it just really breaks my heart. It's gross. Uh, so if we can take one lesson from this, I guess, is as cheesy as it sounds, uh, live life to the fullest. Live your life every single day like you may not be here tomorrow, like you may not be here a few hours from now. 
Say I love you, say I miss you, say I hate you, say I want to fix it, say I don't want to fix it. Go after your dreams. Don't be stuck in unhappy, miserable situations. I'm living proof. I, I did it. I've made all of these mistakes. Nowadays, honestly, I live my life like, you know what, I'm going to wake up and I, I, I'm going to appreciate this day so much. I'm going to appreciate everything that I have right now so much because it is a fact these days are absolutely crazy between the pandemia um different 10 million strands of this creepy virus a lot of violence out there people being desperate honestly i feel like we are in a, a game worse than jumanji and i'm rambling on and on and on but i'm just heartbroken with the story about brianna and I just want to tell you guys that we need to live life today, right now, right now, right now, right now. Okay, so let's go. Oh, yeah. And before I talk about today's subject, one more topic that's been in the news the past few days, and I got a lot of messages from you guys asking me to talk about it, to give my opinion. So here it goes. The Britney Spears, creepy Lynn, Jamie Lynn Spears uh, feud. What is my opinion? Here it goes. I think this little sister, Jamie Lynn, is a freaking creepo. I think she's an asshole. Pardon my French. I think I don't really care about her little drama. Oh, I was in my sister's shadow, blah, blah, blah. I came after. I just think it's absolutely insensitive and nasty how much she's talking about her sister in the news. I mean, we all know, unless you live in another planet, how much... Britney suffered in the hands of her family for 13 freaking years. This whole situation is disgusting. I can't even get started talking about it. I am not famous. I'm not a celebrity like Britney, but I have suffered so much in the hands of my family and relatives. You guys can read my story on Yellow Roses in June after what happened to me after my husband died. I've had so many lies told about me all over the place so I can only imagine her pain and suffering and then to get this little sister write this disgusting book and every freaking interview this girl is on she's like oh the book is not about my sister but my sister blah 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 she had the balls to talk about Britney's relationship with Justin Timberlake oh when they broke up I felt so bad she was fucking 11 what the hell are you chiming in on that for seriously so I'm 1 million percent team Britney I think enough is enough I think this girl needs to get a real life on her own merit I can't stand psycho fans she's a fucking crappy loser she's a liar in one Mina just says, oh, I love my sister, but blah, 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 you know, fuck you and your book tour. Thank God Britney's attorney sent a cease and desist letter. I would have done the same. I think she needs to talk about her life. If, if she really has any kind of freaking talent left or if she ever did, leave the fuck Britney alone. I mean, this girl deserves all the happiness in the world after what her family put her through. So this is my honest opinion on the Britney saga. Here, I said it. All right, enough with the news. But what I want to tell you girlies today is types of men that you absolutely 1 million percent should avoid. And how did I come up with my little list of four categories? 
unfortunately for me and lucky for you, by trial and error. I've been through all of these guys, all of these categories. And probably like a lot of you out there, I also thought, oh, I can change this guy. This guy's going to change for me. Everything's going to be fine. Guess what? Trust me. These four types of men don't change. So if you come across one of them, or if you're dating one of them, open your freaking eyes and run, run, run. Go find the right guy for you. So here he goes. Ladies, you're welcome. I went through a lot of trouble and a lot of crap dating these guys, and I came up with this list. I'll tell you the four categories, and then I'll explain them in detail, and I'll give you examples, tell you my crazy, crazy stories, and you girls, I hope you laugh, and I know you're going to cringe. The first category that you 1 million percent should avoid, the unavailable man. And when I say unavailable, I'm not saying unavailable in the way you guys are thinking, oh, yeah, he's unavailable, he's married. No, it's another kind of unavailable. I'm going to cover that in a second. Type number two, women haters. Yes, there are a lot of men out there, believe it or not. And I'll tell you the craziest story that happened to me with a woman hater. And uh, again, maybe it's not the same type of hate you guys are thinking about, but I'm going to clarify Number three, dudes that are 1 million billion percent not over their divorce. And they are so common out there. I also had a crazy story about a guy that was absolutely not over his divorce. And it, a little bit of it was on season one, but I'm going to bring that story back. And number four, the dragger. I'm going to explain to you girlies what a dragger is. And I was dealing with a dragger for way too long, in my opinion. I'm going to explain step-by-step what a dragger is so you guys can 1 million percent avoid them. The unavailable, the women hater, the not over divorce, and the draggers. Those four categories are non-dateable dudes. So here we go. Let's talk about the first one, unavailable men. Okay, let's start with the easiest one, the unavailable man. And what do I mean by that? It's not the unavailable kind, oh, he's married, he has a girlfriend, has a fiance, because I think that goes without saying. I have said it in the past, and I think most women agree with me, I don't want the freaking karma of dating somebody else's man. I've made that mistake in the past. I think it's disgusting. I wish them all the happiness in the world. I want my own man who is 100 million percent interested in being with me. So that's not the kind of unavailability I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy that is unavailable in his own head, in his own world. And there are a lot of them out there. I'll give you an example. They um, went through a divorce or they had a bunch of horrible relationships and they got used to being a bachelor. I was dating one of these guys. and But they think they want to be in another relationship because of course sometimes they get lonely and they want to have sex so they do a profile on tinder bumble whatever and they tell you when they meet you oh yeah i want to have a relationship i want to have a girlfriend i'm the ultimate gentleman when i meet the right person blah 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 and then you meet them and then you go on a date and maybe you guys hit it off a lot like i hit it off big time with this unavailable guy that I met last year. 
We really liked each other. We had so much in common. Our first date was absolutely amazing. And this was a guy that was divorced for like seven years. So when I met him, in my mind, I thought, okay, this is over and done with. But then as the dates progress, you notice he's kind of stuck in the past. He's stuck in his ways. He has his little bachelor pad all set up with 10 million things. And you look around, you're like, huh, it doesn't look like this guy is going anywhere. So the unavailable man and you girls need to pay attention, pay attention to what they're saying, because many times we get so like infatuated and tangled up and excited, of course, with a new relationship that we don't pay attention to the signs. If you're dating a guy and he loves his bachelor pad too much, or he mentions his ex-wife a lot, like, oh, she was such a bitch, or, oh, I'm traumatized because of this, or, oh, she did this to me, it's very likely that he's mentally unavailable and he will not let go of his ways to give you a fulfilling, wonderful relationship like you want. At least that's what happened to me. I went on a few dates with this guy and every single date when we were together, it was perfect. Everything between us was perfect. Sex was delicious. Conversation was delicious. His company, our plans. We like the same wines. We like the same food. We cooked together. But every single time, the little flags were there. And I was kind of like, huh, are these flags or am I going crazy? But no, if the red flags are there, the guy's not going to change. He would always mention something about his ex-wife, how she traumatized him. Uh, she used to tell him he was bad in bed, if you believe that. She told him his dick was not big enough, if you believe that. And they had issues with the kids and blah, blah, blah. And then I started looking around his place and I'm like, oh, it, it seems to me this guy is not ready to take any step towards anything else. He's here. He's set in his ways. He's not over what his ex-wife did to him. So slowly, I kind of like pulled away. And sure enough, he never came after me like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for some kind of a relationship or anything. So beware, girlies, if you're dating a guy and he's stuck in his ways. And it, it happens a lot. A lot of men when they're bachelors for many, many years, especially guys like in their 40s, in their 50s. As much as they tell you, oh, no, I'm looking for a relationship. I want to have a girlfriend. Many times they're just set in their ways. It's like stronger than they are. They just got used to their space. They got used to living the way they do. They got used to doing whatever the hell they do. Of course, sometimes a girl comes along that they fall head over heels in love and it changes for that girl. But many times we end up wasting our time waiting, 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 thinking the guy's going to change. And guess what? He's not going to. So if you get a, a bad vibe or red flags with your dude that he's mentally unavailable, two things I would do, put all the cards on the table, like, hey, this is how I feel. I'm getting the vibe that you're setting your ways, that you're the ultimate bachelor or that you're not over your divorce. Let him clarify it or just run for the hills, which is what I did with this guy. Okay, I'm going to save the best for last, which is 
women hater because I have a really crazy story about that one. And second, I'm going to talk about a dragger. What is a dragger? I came up with this expression based on what happened to me, based on my own experience. And a dragger is a guy that doesn't really want to have a relationship with you, but he doesn't want to let you go. He doesn't officially tell you that you're his girlfriend. He doesn't really officially make a lot of plans, but at the same time, he doesn't just disappear. So he kind of lingers and sees you and disappears a little bit and sees you some more, kind of like keeps you like bait, but doesn't really do anything. And then it drags on and on and on and on. And before you know it, many, many months, sometimes a year goes by and you're in the dragging situation. So it did happen to me. And to tell you the truth, if you ask me, how do I avoid it? I honestly don't know because a dragger, you go on dates with a dragger and he tells you he really likes you. He tells you, no, no, I really want to be with you. But oh my God, I'm so busy right now with work. Oh, I'm working on this project. Please bear with me. Please bear with me. And of course, if you like a guy so much, many, many times you believe oh my God, this guy's so busy. Oh, poor thing. He's dealing with this. He's dealing with that. He's dealing with that. And you just wait and wait and wait. In my case, my dragger, um, the funny thing about him, not not funny, but now I'm kind of making fun of it, but it was super annoying. Um, We would go on a date, have a fabulous date. And then he would disappear for like a week, two weeks. And then I would send a text and he would be like, oh my God, please initiate the text. I am so sorry. I am horrible at texting. Even my family complains to me that I don't text them back. I get so tangled up with work. Please, please, please. And then we would see each other again. I would text again. And then he would say the same thing. No, I remember a few times, like a couple of times I said, look, do you want me to just leave you alone? Should I just give up on this? And he was like, no, please. I really like you. I really like you. You have no idea how busy I am. I'm the worst communicator. Please communicate for both of us. I remember one time we were on a date and he was apologizing for being a horrible communicator for like sometimes not talking to me for a week, for two weeks. He said, oh, I'll do better from now on. I'm so sorry. And then it would last like one day. And then the same thing would happen again and again and again. And before I knew it, um, I met this guy in August and we're like in January. And I was like, I'm, I'm being dragged for over half a year. This guy comes and disappears, comes and disappears, comes and disappears. So uh, you need, if, if you're in this situation, I think the very best way is to just, again, at least that's my style. Um, put it, lay it all out on the table. A lot of my friends say, oh, you need to just disappear yourself. That's totally up to you. I am a person. And if you guys that follow my podcast from the beginning, you know, I have no patience whatsoever to play games. I have no patience like, oh, he disappeared for a week. Now I'm going to disappear for a week. Oh, he did this to me and I'm going to do that. I have no time. I think we're all adults and I want to date a mature adult. If I have an issue, I want to talk about it. Either we solve it, fantastic, or we don't solve it and we move on. So in the case of a dragger, 
I personally think if you feel somebody's dragging their feet with you, they're not really calling a girlfriend or boyfriend. They make plans maybe once a month, twice a month. You don't know where you stand. Being a woman or being a man, talk. Ask the guy, look, what is going on? Obviously, I don't want a one-night stand. I don't want a guy that sees me once a month. I want somebody who is going to be a presence in my life. I want somebody that cares about me enough to be in my life. So if that's your case, that's what I would do. Just tell the person because, hey, if it's true that someone is being a dragger because they're super busy with work or because, like in my case, he honestly, honestly is a horrible communicator, they're going to apologize profusely and try to change and make it better for you because they don't want to lose you. And if it's a bunch of bullshit, they're not going to mind losing you. And in that case, good. They make space for the right person to come along. So... If you meet a dragger, if you're in a situation with a dragger, call it out. Say, hey, this is the deal. We've been dragging this on for six months, for eight months, for one year. Are we going to give this a try? Are we going to do this or not? You know, it's not fair to drag somebody on. Um, in my case, I did send a message calling it out. And I guess, like I said, he didn't care enough because I haven't heard from him since I sent the message. So I decided, you know what, moving on. New year, new times. No woman deserves to be dragged for so long. Ay, ay, ay. The guy not over his divorce. Who has not had a story like that out there? Raise their hands. And what woman has not thought, oh, he will get over the divorce because of me? <laughs> Problem is, nine out of ten times, if a guy's not over his divorce for a long time, he will not be over it because of you or because of anybody else. When I started the podcast, it was one of the first stories I told about Dr. McDreamy. So you guys can go back there and listen to it. So I'm not going to tell the whole story again. But basically, I was dating a guy, an insanely handsome guy. That's why I called him McDreamy. And he told me when we started dating that his wife had dumped him. And for three years, he would not give her the divorce. He would come up with excuse after excuse after excuse for not letting her sign the divorce. So when I met him, it was towards the end of these three years. He's going through this divorce battle. And of course, he would tell me, oh, I want to move on. What a bitch. Da, da, da. I can't believe she left me. Da, 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 da. But like a few dates, two, three dates into it, I realized he was so bitter. He was so consumed in fighting her in court, in not letting the divorce be final, in not giving her money, in not doing this, in not doing that. I was like, you know what? There is no way this guy is ready to pay attention to this new relationship. He was insanely, insanely bitter and consumed. And sure enough, it took the, his ex-wife another year after that. So in total, it took the poor woman like four years to be able to get rid of him. And even after they signed the divorce, he would not get over it. I honestly don't know if he will ever get over it. 
some man girlies do not accept the fact that they are being divorced, especially when it's the woman that asks for the divorce. Of course, there are exceptions. I know you guys are going to send messages, but there are exceptions to the rules. Of course, all the stories I'm talking about, there's always exceptions. But in general, the man that is not over the divorce is a horrible guy to date because he's going to spend time with you. His mind is somewhere else. His presence is somewhere else. His energy is somewhere else. And you are going to be thinking the whole time, Oh, I need to make him get over this. I need to make him get over this. I need to make him get over this. At least that's what I did. And guess what? It doesn't work. So the guy who is not over the divorce is just a huge freaking waste of time and waste of energy. I personally, if some guy tells me he's going through, I meet someone after my experience with this one, with Mac Dreamy. If I meet a guy and he tells me he's going through a bitter divorce, or he calls his ex-wife names, or he tells me, oh, this is a horrible car battle, da-da-da-da. I don't want to date that person at all. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get tangled up. I wish them the best. But I want them to solve these issues before even meeting them again. Because I know for a fact it's very, very stressful. It's draining to date someone if their mind and their time and their money and their energy is still consumed trying to divorce someone or even the ones that are done with the divorce but are not over the person. It's just an awful, awful, awful situation to be in. And again, you guys can go back to chapter one and the whole Mac Dream story that he ended up being a complete, complete fucking a-hole to me. Asshole, 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 big time asshole. And I don't want to go through that again. So my recommendation is if somebody tells you, oh, I'm divorced, but my wife, but my ex-wife, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm going through a divorce. Run, run, run for the hills. The secret, I think, is to meet somebody 100% available, ready for commitment, ready to be with you, ready for a mature relationship. I honestly, I don't want to divide my, my energy, my time, is insanely precious and I don't want to burn it and spend it on someone unless they're with me a hundred percent. So the not over divorce guy, in my opinion, is always a horrible, horrible date. Last but not least, the women hater. And yes, there are a lot of guys out there in the dating pool who tell you they want to date you tell you they want to have a relationship but deep down inside they have this bitterness this anger towards women and no matter how nice you are to them no matter what you do they will freaking hate you and it happened to me and it was the craziest story because I noticed that about that guy in the very very beginning and instead of dating him we ended up doing some business together and he fucked me big 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 time so i want to tell you guys the story so you be aware of women haters out there uh i met this guy on tinder <laughs> he was an italian guy successful very well dressed but even before our first date we were talking via text 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 i think we both had the vibe like oh okay let's meet but we were not sure 
if we should date or if we should do business together because he had just started a high-end luxury clothing line of linen shirts. He started like the same month we met uh, in December and he started the clothing line like the same month. So we started talking about business because he needed help with his social media, with his marketing, with, with his branding, which is what my boutique agency does. But anyways, the first, the first date we go to, we pick a nice restaurant. Uh, I show up and two minutes into the date is like, oh, I need to know what you want to do for my brand, what you can do for my brand, because, and then he tells me the story. He had been dumped by his wife. He was married. And he was madly, madly head over heels in love with his wife, who was this beautiful lady, Italian lady from New Jersey. And one day he was out of town on a business trip. His family apparently is very wealthy in Italy. And he inherited a bunch of real estate in Brazil. I don't know why his family had business in Brazil. And he does Airbnb with those. So anyway, he was in Brazil checking on, on his business, whatever his Airbnb is there. And his wife sent him a message while he's in Brazil saying she wanted a divorce to not go home. So he gets home and she had just moved out. She files for divorce and brutal. He finds out she's dating one of his best friends and they flew to Europe together. So it was like pain after pain after pain. She cut him a big deep wound and threw salt on it. So when I met this guy, he had just gone through all of these things. Of course, at the time, I didn't know he was a woman hater. I thought he was just getting over it. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that story. That's awful. But then he tells me what? Yeah, and I started this business, this luxury high-end line of linen shirts. Look, and they have this beautiful, beautiful, super rare patterns. He hired a guy. He hired a guy to design these patterns, and they look amazing. And he tells me, I want to be famous. I want to be so famous. I want my collection of linen shirts to sell so much. So my ex-wife sees me all over the media, all over the stores. And what a huge success story I am. First huge red flag. When somebody tells you they want to do something to impress the ex-wife, really, really bad idea. Needless to say. I love successful men. It turns me on. I like ambitious men. I think most women do. But if a guy tells you that they want to be ambitious, they want to have a successful brand, they want to be successful, they do, to impress the ex-wife they lost, seriously, that's a horrible, horrible, horrible sign. They should do these things for themselves, for self-accomplishment. I mean, that, that goes without saying. So we talk on this first date and I notice right there and then this guy doesn't have the mind to even understand that this is a date, to even look at me as a woman. He's looking at me like a businesswoman that can help his business. So from that date on, we decided, okay, let's make your business grow. Let's make these shirts famous. So I started right away doing his social media. We did a phenomenal photo shoot for the shirts in Miami, lifestyle. Uh, we paid for a, a guy that I know who's an actor. We, I mean, we did amazing, amazing content and we publish. We are basically working together for like about three months. And for sure, the linen shirts are very exquisite 
exquisite because they're not like plain linen. They have like these incredible designs and each design has a story. Each design has a meaning, meaning, blah, blah, blah. So three months into it, his social media is booming. Everything is great. I took him to a few events around town. I invited him to be interviewed on my podcast because I said, well, more people are going to find out about you. I took him to parties with me to meet new people. I mean, I basically put this guy under my wing. I became his friend because I felt he needed a friend. So three months in truth, I said, you know what? I think your linen shirts really, really match the style of Sex Fifth Avenue. They should be selling there. Sex loves exclusive designers, different things, new things. I have a contact of mine who works at Sex Fifth Avenue in Boston. I'm going to do the bridge. Of course, he was insanely excited. I mean, seriously, a brand that is like six months old, five, six months old, the possibility of putting that brand on sex, most brands, most designers spend years and years and years trying to get into a famous fancy department store like that. Of course, unless you're a celebrity, blah, blah, blah all these exceptions, but I'm talking about new brands like his. So I call my friend in Boston. I send the shirts. She loves the shirts, cutting the story short. We designed this fantastic presentation, brochures, uh, digital graphics, da-da-da, photo shoot, a huge box with, uh, with the hangers, everything matching, the logo of the brand, one uh, there were a bunch of designs, all the designs, sent this whole box presentation to the buyers. And guess what, guys? The buyers on Saks Fifth Avenue fall madly in love with the freaking shirts and say, we're going to buy the shirts. We couldn't fucking believe it. And throughout it all, he's like, oh, this is great. This is great. But this guy is just like rude. He's like rude and distant and cold. And at this point, I'm thinking, well, at least I'm going to make some money out of this deal. I made him sign a super simple broker's agreement. I was the broker and my, my friend in Boston, we were the brokers between the brand and sex. Super normal, very, very easy deal. Everybody does it very normal in the business world. So me and my friend would get 15% commission on the sale. So sex signs the contract with this guy. The day he signs the contract with Sachs, he sends me a message. I still have the message to this day on my phone. And basically telling me that he hated my work, that he hated everything I did on social media. He comes up with the crazy, craziest excuses that everything I do is crap, that everything I did is horrible. He deletes all of my posts. Like he deletes any any shadow that I did a ton of work on his accounts, me and my team. And basically he tells me to go fuck myself. He calls me a piece of shit woman and says all nasty, nasty, nasty things and hangs up on me, not, not hangs up on me and, and finishes the message. All this crap to not pay me. And at this point, I'm like, are you serious? We have a contract. I put you on freaking Sex Fifth Avenue. He's like, I don't give a fuck. My shirts were so nice. If you weren't through you, they would have gone to Sex through a different avenue. 
I don't owe you nothing. And basically on this message that he leaves me on my phone, he basically threatens me. He's like, I'm a very dangerous guy from Napoli. Uh, you know the kind of guy I am. I have a screw loose. I get very angry very fast. So don't mess with me and go fuck yourself, you piece of shit woman. <laughs> like I said, I basically have the message to this day on my phone. And I seriously couldn't believe it. And then I start understanding the puzzle. I'm like, this guy hates any woman that comes his way because of what his ex-wife did to him. He didn't get over her, uh, her dumping him. He didn't get over the fact that she took, she's dating one of his friends. And it doesn't matter. All the nice, wonderful things I did for him. It didn't matter that I put his shirts on sacks. It didn't matter that I was a good friend to him. It didn't matter that my work for his brand was amazing. He was so fucking bitter that he decided to fuck me over this deal, never paid me, left me the nastiest message, the uh, verbal harassment any man ever did to me in, in my business life. And I think that was a way for him to throw up the anger on someone else since he couldn't reach the ex-wife. And of course I was devastated because I worked so fucking hard for that deal. When I saw the shirts at the Sex Fifth Avenue website and at the store, I was so proud of myself for being able to do that. And I thought, man, this guy is the biggest fucking asshole on the planet. And guess what, guys? I did try to reach out to the sex CEO. There is a guy and the, and the main buyer is a woman. They basically freaking ignored me, which I thought was disgusting because it's not even so much the money. It's the posture. If I were the CEO of a store or the main buyer or anything, and some girl came to me and told me that story and showed me the message this guy left me on my phone and showed me my broker's deal, I would never let him get away with it ever. I'd say, look, you pay this girl what you owe her and you apologize or you get the fuck out of here. Because I think it's really important that we need to take stands towards certain behaviors. And his behavior was absolutely 1 million percent disgusting towards me. But this is what I'm telling you. Be really, really careful when you meet men. And if you notice they talk about a woman, whether it's their ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or ex-anything, with anger. It is very, very likely that at some point they will turn that anger towards you. Because usually a guy, that's why I'm saying women haters, usually if they are hating on one woman, it is very, very, very likely that that hate will translate to other women. Like this dude did to me. And again... We weren't even dating. I was being like this fantastic influence in his life and put his fucking brand on sex. Are you freaking kidding me? All my friends told me, oh, he should have hugged you and said, thank you so much. Oh my God, let's, you know, make this brand even bigger. Let's do, no, instead he deleted my entire work, uh, lied to people that me and my team did a horrible job, despite the fact that we worked a million hours on this brand. We did a fabulous job and screwed me out of a few thousands of dollars that for him were nothing, but to me would have made a difference in my life. Not to mention I deserve it because it was my fucking work. 
And all because he has always this bottled up anger towards a woman that dumped him. So I, I told you the story because it was exactly one year ago that I was in his apartment wearing one of his shirts, interviewing him for my podcast to give him more exposure, posting about the shirts, and this asshole takes the rug off of my, from underneath my feet. So yeah, if you meet a guy that is angry at women, run, 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 don't walk. Because guess what? It's very, very possible that they will do it to you girlies. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you guys are going to ask, oh my God, you're not going to do anything. I believe in karma. I really believe in energy. And I think life will do him uh, justice. And for many, many months, I was insanely hurt about what happened. And then I finally said, you know what? I'm just going to let go and move on with my life and fuck him and fuck this shit. If you guys have any any experiences about these kinds of guys, the unavailable, the women hater, the not over divorce, the dragger, please, please, please DM me. Please send me a message, email, WhatsApp. I would love to hear from you girls. This is an open forum, non-edit, 100% organic podcast. So we can debate about all this dating and relationships and figure out what's right and what's wrong. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you. I'll see you back here on Friday.